The United States is hurtling towards multiple crises on multiple fronts, whether it be Ukraine, whether it be the petrodollar, whether it be the price of gas at the pump. We know about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and what it means for you, and I think we are in for a tough year. And President Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic. And the market, well, we understand what Bidenflation is doing. That is the real pandemic, and it's getting worse. And that is why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. Now, the only company I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold or silver. They have gold IRAs. They will deliver it securely right to your door. They will also hold it for you. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and they want to build that long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold is the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies. Five stars with TrustLink, and they're AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance. They have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. So get $500 worth of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that POSO sent you. So do not wait. Click today. You go to AllegianceGold.com backslash POSO. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. AllegianceGold.com backslash POSO. AllegianceGold.com backslash POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's stories report a CCP hypersonic missile scientist has defected to the West. Next, the U.S. Navy is attempting to recover the F-35 that crashed onto a Navy aircraft carrier and then fell into the South China Sea before the Chinese Navy can seize it. Third, massive protests in Kiev over new tax law. Western media completely ignore them. And then finally, Durham, new report out, a DNC lawyer called Mark Elias, you guys know who that is, has given grand jury testimony. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Bombshell report out of the UK Express, global tensions grow. A CCP rocket scientist defects to the West. This report says that the MI6 played a key role in helping a senior Chinese scientist defect to the West, citing intelligence sources. This specifically is a scientist who was working on the hypersonic missile. You guys remember the hypersonic missile? This was something that when China deployed this thing, it circumvented the entire globe, right? Circumnavigated the entire globe and was something that struck a lot of fear throughout the media, throughout a lot of the intelligentsia, the Pentagon, the think tanks in Washington, D.C. Here's General Milley discussing it. What we saw was a very significant event of a test of a hypersonic uh, uh, weapon system. Um, And it is very concerning. Uh, I think I saw in some of the newspapers they they used the term Sputnik moment. I don't know if it's quite a Sputnik moment, but I think it's very close to that. So it's a very significant technological event that occurred or test that occurred by the Chinese. And it has all of our attention um, and we're paying it. it, But that's just one of that's just one weapon system. Uh, The Chinese military capabilities are much greater than that. So the report from The Express continues. His escape from Beijing has allowed Britain and the U.S. to accelerate defense programs against the use of hypersonic missiles. It could also take China, China two years to tweak its systems and render this intelligence ineffective. Described as a rocket technician, the Chinese national was attached to a state-owned aviation industry corporation of China, where he helped develop a mid-range hypersonic boost 
glide vehicle capable of carrying the DF-17 missiles up to a range of 2,000 miles. So this specifically was a scientist who was working on that glide vehicle. And remember, that was the biggest issue with this thing. Because of course, you can detect a ballistic missile launch. That's not hard. Our satellites can do that. Our Navy ships can do that when you're conducting BDM, ballistic missile defense, or BMD. This is uh, what you look for. It's very, very obvious to see a ballistic missile. The problem is, was that when this thing goes hypersonic in its glide phase, when the glider detaches with that nuclear warhead on it, that is when it becomes, number one, extremely maneuverable, extremely fast, and then number three, hard to detect. Well, it looks like that if, if this report is true, this defector can shed some light on that and give US and UK and allied militaries uh, throughout Five Eyes a way to actually combat this new system. Sources say the scientist in his 60s, or excuse me, his 30s, is connected with a more recent hypersonic missile delivery system that can circle the globe before descending from space and using heat-seeking technology to strike any target on Earth. Despite his apparent success, however, it was resentment at having been passed over for promotion rather than political dissent towards his masters at Beijing, which persuaded him to make contact with a British intelligence agent in Hong Kong at the end of September. September last year. You know, when we look for the potential uh, hallmarks of someone who could be a double agent or someone who could be turned, right? You want someone who's disgruntled. A disgruntled employee, right, is someone who easily could be turned. You also look for political ideology. Uh, this is the same thing that goes on in the espionage game here in the United States. When the CCP or the Iranians are looking to turn somebody, they look for number one. Some they And they were talking about this, by the way, during the previous administration, they wanted to find if you were somebody who was completely anti-conservative, if you were hardcore leftists, if you were the, you know, an MSNBC devotee and you had access to top secret information, that was the type of person they were recruiting. And they did this at DIA. They were doing this right in the intelligence community, actually trying to recruit people um, that had those type of left-wing politics. Knowing he faced a firing squad if discovered, uh, this middleman demanded asylum for himself, his wife, and his child. A call was made to Vauxhall Cross, the London headquarters of the Secret Intelligence Service, known as MI6, and a three-person team compromising two intelligence officers and a technical specialist were ready, ready to deploy to Hong Kong. I want to keep in mind, by the way, giving the details like this, the story like this, take it with a grain of salt. We know this is coming from MI6, so this is probably a cover story of, of uh, some, some sort, but here's where we go. The scientist could be a Beijing plant, a cat and mouse game developed over the next few days in which the scientist's credentials were copper bottomed. It was during this process that the technician, an avid fan of cricket, who was once to believe, believed to have studied in England, began to reveal select details about the hypersonic developments. Eventually, a plan was hatched in which he and his family would travel to Hong Kong use especially, using a specially developed route. Once there, the scientist was spirited to a secure location where he was debriefed by the MI6 team. And so then he was, he was, it says he was flown to a U.S. air base in Germany, then on to America via the U.K. This story is true. CCP, we're coming for you. We've got the defectors. We've got the information. Well, the race is on. Will the U.S. Navy defeat the Chinese Navy in recovering a $100 million U.S. F-35 stealth fighter that crashed on the deck of the USS Carl Vincent aircraft carrier and then subsequently fell into the South China Sea. Now, fortunately, um, the pilot was able to eject in this situation and is safe. However, seven, we're told that seven US sailors that were on board on the deck of that aircraft carrier were injured. And of course, we pray for their, um, we pray for their health and their recovery. But, and this is out of the Daily Mail, 
The Navy termed this a landing mishap. The pilot was forced to eject, seven military personnel. However, the situation here out of the U.S. 7th Fleet, that's a fleet where I serve, the U.S. Navy is making recovery operation arrangements for the F-35 Charlie aircraft involved in the mishap aboard the USS Carl Vincent CVN-70 in the South China Sea. We cannot speculate on what the PRC's intentions are, that PRC, People's Republic of China, their Navy, the People's Liberation Army Navy, PLAN. It leaves the Navy with a complex salvage operation if it is able to avoid its most sophisticated warplane crammed with futuristic technology falling into the hands of the CCP. The F-35 Charlie is the only long-range stealth strike fighter designed to operate from aircraft carriers. How could it be recovered? And so there's a few interesting takes on here from Daily Mail. They essentially outline an operation where they could essentially recover this thing or locate it with UUVs, underwater unmanned vehicles, and then use inflatables, depending on the debris uh, or depending on whether or not it's broken apart, actually inflate them. Because the South China Sea, it's not... Uh, we're, you know, we're not talking about the depths of the Marianas Trench or something. This is actually fairly shallow waters. And so you could use inflatables to bring the thing up once they found it and potentially send um, subs down as well to work on this. And so we actually have video that was leaked of the actual mishap itself. Take a look. Now, of course, the U.S. Navy wants to recover this F-35 before it can fall into the hands of the People's Liberation Army Navy. If the CCP is able to get their hands on it, then they will be, of course, first number one back channel or back engineer any of the technology that's on this thing. They are going to be able to then use that to break any of the codes, the signals, the technology, the, the uh, information that's found on this thing. They will be able to use that, number one, not only to scramble any of the um, communications equipment that's used on these things, as well as the electronic sensors, the radars, anything else they can use. Plus, that will give them availability to be able to come further, right? Uh, mess with, hamper, and hinder any U.S. communications throughout 7th Fleet should there be any kind of naval engagement on the Taiwan Strait or, you know, writ large in the South China Sea. Last year, similar thing happened, by the way, in the Mediterranean when the U.K. had to appeal to the U.S. for help in finding an F-35 Bravo Lightning II that had toppled from the HMS Queen Elizabeth into the Mediterranean during a failed launch. At the time, they were worried about Russia trying to salvage the jet and copy the technology. We were, it was reportedly retrieved last month during a secret operation in the Mediterranean. Uh, now, one uh, story that a lot of people may not know about, if you're familiar with Cold War operations, is Project Azorian. What was Project Azorian? One of the most expensive and certainly most secretive intelligence operations of the entire Cold War. This was back in the 1970s, 1974, I believe is when it took place. A Soviet submarine, the K-129, had sunk in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, 16,000 feet deep. It sunk in 1968. Well, a couple of years later in the 1970s, President Nixon authorized a CIA clandestine operation to build a massive salvage ship to locate, and they actually, the U.S. Navy actually had located the resting place of the Soviet sub, and then we went out to recover it. Guess who, who, what the cover story was? They got Howard Hughes, of all people, to go in to finance this ship, or at least claim he was financing this ship, and say that it was just drilling operations that were being conducted in the middle of the Pacific. And essentially, the way they planned to do this was rather than... Now, the Navy wanted to send 
um, deep sea submersibles down and then raise it that way. Because this thing, this submarine we had um, uncovered was essentially intact and had multiple nuclear warheads on it, Soviet nuclear warheads. So imagine the 1970s being able to get a couple of hot ones up from the Soviets from the bottom of the Pacific. The Soviets, by the way, knew this was going on, but they dismissed it because they thought it wasn't possible. CIA, on the other hand, instead of using deep sea submersibles, what did they want to do? They actually said, let's give giant freighter. And then, you know, the claw game when you go to like an arcade or a fair or something, they essentially wanted to build and they did do this, a giant claw to come down from the surface 16,000 feet deep, grab onto the submarine and then crank it all the way back up. Now, uh, that was the plan that was eventually approved by President Nixon, this thing without this, there's all sorts of documentaries on this. A lot of this has been declassified by now, but because they used that claw and because they didn't have the submersibles that the Navy wanted to use, the submarine actually broke and about two thirds of the sub later crashed, uh, broke off and then crashed back down to the surface of the sea. But one third was eventually recovered as well as several bodies of Russian sailors. And so they were able to uh, give them a burial at sea in metal coffins because they're worried about radiation. And then they were able to recover those nuclear warheads. Understand your history. This is the type of things that are going on behind the scenes constantly. Got a major winter storm set to slam parts of the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast on Saturday. Serious snowfall, strong to damaging winds, blizzard conditions, coastal flooding. We're talking about coastal flooding all up and down the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, the I-95 corridor. Blizzard conditions, bomb cyclone. That's why you need to go to MyPillow.com, promo code POSO. In fact, if you actually go, we've got the landing page up, MyPillow.com backslash POSO. You can go there right there, right now, support the show, support Patriots, support yourself, by the way. Snuggle up because these major winter storms, there's actually saying possible blizzard conditions coming up. Get ready. Get your bedding, get your blankets, get the, uh, the Snuggies, get the slippers, get the robes. You are not going to regret it. And by the way, the towels, the towels are up 60% off if you go to the towels right now, special sale on the towels. So go stock up right now. This winter is going to be a very serious winter. MyPillow.com backslash POSO. Now turning over to Ukraine, because of course the mainstream media tells us we have to talk about Ukraine now all of a sudden, because Ukraine is suddenly the most important thing in the world, even though, according to Rasmussen, only 31% of America thinks that we should actually be sending U.S. troops into harm's way, the sons and daughters of American families into harm's way to defend Ukraine. Interestingly enough, uh, Jonathan Feiner, who's someone that we've been talking about here at Human Events Daily since uh, at least last year, since he came into the White House, the Deputy National Security Advisor goes on CNN and listen to what Jonathan Feiner has to say when he's asked about why we need to defend Ukraine's borders. It, it goes to a very fundamental principle of, of all nations, which is that our borders uh, should be inviolate, that our sovereignty uh, should be respected. So, uh, hold, hold, hold on now. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Borders are inviolate and we must uphold the sovereignty of borders. That's what you just said, Jonathan Feiner, from the Biden White House, from the Biden administration, that borders are inviolate. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really, and here's the thing, they don't get it. These are the people who watch House of Cards and they say, oh, well, look, if, if uh, Frank Underwood was against Putin, then I have to be about Putin. That, that's literally where they get 
their understanding of Russia from is from TV shows like House of Cards, right? They don't have any actual understanding of what's going on in Ukraine. They don't understand the background. They don't understand the history. They don't understand why there would be a border dispute. They don't understand the linguistic differences, the fact that a lot of these villages have people in them that say, you know what? I do want to be part of Russia. I do want to be united with Russia because they speak Russian. Then you've got also people in these towns that say, no, we want to be part of Ukraine, right? This is a disputed region. It ain't that clear. But you know, if you actually look at what's going on in Ukraine, you say, okay, we're going to care, care about Ukraine all of a sudden. So I go over and what do I do? I'm reading Ukrainian media because I want to see what's going on. There were mass protests yesterday in Kiev, right outside the Rada, that's the Ukrainian parliament, huge clashes with police over these things. And at first I said, wait a minute, why is there no coverage of this anywhere in English language media? Why, where are all the reporters that supposedly CNN and the BBC and all these places have? Are they, they, they know so much about Ukraine. They care so much about Ukraine. And yet they're not talking about this. They're not talking about the massive protests that were held in the Rada, right? And you can see it. And if you go to ukraineinform.ua, clashes near the Rada, police use tear gas against private individuals. Uh, what's this group? They're called Save FOP. Well, FOP, that's small business owners in Ukraine. Originally, this group was founded, what? what? Was, was it an anti-Russia thing? Was it a pro-NATO uh, thing? Was it pro No. It was anti-lockdown protesters. Now they're protesting about a new tax law, these financial reforms that are being passed. And you're not seeing anything of this. Smoke grenades, orange and white fireworks were lit. As Ukraine informed reported on January 5th, an action of the Save FOP movement called Power, Accept or Go Away, beginning near the Ukrainian parliament building, the participants of which are protesting against total fiscalization, the use, this new financial reform that's being passed, a new law that's about to take into effect. I mean, this is what is actually driving protests in Kiev, in Maidan Square, right outside the Rada. But you're not going to hear that on CNN. You're not going to hear that from the White House. You're not going to hear that from Secretary of State Tony Blinken, who, by the way, isn't qualified to be running the front desk as a clerk at the State Department, let alone sitting in the seat of Thomas Jefferson. These people are idiots. Period. Full stop. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Read Technofog, read Technofog, read Technofog. I don't think that I've promoted any Substack as much as I've promoted his. You need to subscribe to Technofog and read every single one of his dispatches because these are the actual substantive updates on the Durham investigation. Look, I know there's a lot of people out there who want to say Durham is coming, Durham is coming, indictments are coming, right, right. And we know that people have been indicted. We now know there's a grand jury that's impaneled and people have given testimony. Technofog, though, is actually going through and telling you what he's separating the wheat from the chaff on this stuff. He actually goes in and explains what is really happening, how this investigation is going on, and tells you the truth rather than just hype, hype, hype constantly about Durham. I don't like to do that. I do not like to give people false hope. I am not a copium dealer, right? There's a lot of copium dealers out there, which creates copium addicts. No copium around here. This is Human Events Daily. We do not deal in copium. We deal in cold, hard facts and also hot takes, spicy takes, the hottest takes you will find this side of the Mississippi. But listen now, because here's the headline of, out of Technofog. In the Durham investigation, DNC lawyer Mark Elias has given grand jury testimony. 
Mark Elias, you guys know him, right? He's the one that uh, got all those rule changes in the election of 2020 because of COVID, universal mail-in ballots, all this stuff that was on the heels of Mark Elias. And Mark Elias is also known for something else. Dear listener, he is known for being the key lawyer, the point man for the Russiagate operation in 2016, that dirty dossier of Christopher Steele. No one man was more instrumental than putting all of those pieces together than Mark Elias. And here is Senator Johnson talking about it. Director Ray, have you read the Michael Sussman indictment? Uh, I've had a chance to glance at it, but I haven't had time yet uh, to read through it. I I would suggest you and everybody else read that because it really does lay out exactly what happened to create this political turmoil for two or three, four years, really during the Trump administration. Uh, It lays out how the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for, uh, through Michael Sussman, uh, completely false allegations that uh, Trump uh, was cooperating with uh, Alpha Bank, uh, planted that story, had an audience with James Baker FBI so that the FBI would open up investigation uh, so that they could report that news. Same exact uh, dynamic in terms of the false steel dossier that also was. So remember, Sussman is the person that they did indict. He was the partner of Elias at Perkins Coy. This was the law firm that was retained by the DNC for the dossier operation. But Durham and his team have secured grand jury testimony from Mark Elias, former FBI general counsel James Baker, current CIA employees, that's interesting, as well as more than 24 current and former FBI employees, current and former employees of DARPA, 12 employees of quote-unquote internet companies referenced in the Sussman indictment, and the list goes on and on and on. He, by the way, has also obtained records from what? The 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign, Perkins Coy, Hillary for America, Fusion GPS, a PR firm, that advised them, as well as a classified memorandum and reports of reviews uh, pertaining to a criminal investigation previously conducted by the DOJ. Consider the possibility, and this is Technofog's analysis, that the evidence of Russian hacking was placed by the DNC, Perkins Coy et al. for CrowdStrike to conveniently find. These are the same people involved in the DNC hacking scenario. This is an absolute bombshell. And that is it. Another action-packed half hour of Human Events Daily. This is your daily briefing, your daily dose of human events. Remember, our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. We're delivering you the entire world stories that nobody else is covering in faster time with hotter and spicier analysis than anybody is doing out there. But before we go, remember, you have your homework for us as well. That is to share this out with one of your normie friends. Just pick one of your normie friends, blast it at them wherever you go, by the way, and listen to your podcast, whether you're on Rumble, whether you're on Getter, et cetera. Go and leave us one of your five-star reviews. And as always, it's time, once again, for History Break. January 26, 1998, President Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Remember, folks, never trust a Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.